Hi there, this is Dr. Jennifer Gardella, your host of the podcast, Hot Mess to Great Success. I'm thrilled you'll be joining me today as I walk through a couple more steps of the process that I am using to take my business and parts of my personal life from a complete hot mess to a great smashing success. As I share my story today, I hope to inspire you to make small steps in your own endeavors. As you listen to me, I want you to know that if there are things in your life that need to change, we can do it together. This podcast is for anyone who needs a little bit of private inspiration. You don't want to shout your disorganization from the rooftops on social media or in a mastermind. Just know, knowing that I'm working through the same stuff is going to help you a whole lot. Now, don't forget, everything is available in the show notes on hotmesstograatsuccess.com for episode number 10. Let's get started with today's episode. Our first topic today is one that is near and dear to my heart, sharpening the saw. You know when you feel behind the times. It might be technology, a regulation, or a happening in your company. And being behind the times is embarrassing even if no one else has yet to notice you still feel like a fraud. Many people have made the claim that this is called imposter syndrome, that feeling of dread that you may be found out. And it can be really scary, especially as you sit in a meeting or on the phone with a potential client or speaking engagement, and you are wondering if anyone can tell that you are completely lost. Now, you also may have the fear of being questioned casually or in front of a professional audience and have to use the dreaded phrase, let me get back to you on that. Don't worry, I have come up with a process and that you can use on a regular basis to sharpen your saw so you never fall behind again. Now, I fell behind. As many of you know, the last two years have been a little rough for me. I've been struggling to keep up and moving forward. My children lost their dad. I lost a good friend in John, and I lost my co-parent. My girls and I, the three of us, had to find our own way within my new marriage with two stepchildren. My role as mom got completely redefined, and I took it upon myself to provide the support of two parents to each of my three girls. As you can imagine, I exhausted myself in the process. Each of my kids need something, needed something else to survive, and we had to get adjusted to our new lives just as they went through the college application process, finishing college, high school. It was really hard. What happened was is I lost my intense focus on my business and my industry. Now, this is really weird for a social media consultant, right? After all, social media is very tech-driven. It is incredibly... Um, Oh, and always constantly changing. Now, the good thing for me is that authentic blogging and social media, which is what I specialize in, never goes out of style. But I was really, really scared that someone was going to realize that I just wasn't keeping up and on top of the trends at all. I didn't keep up with the experts. I didn't keep up with the technology. And it became apparent to me. So 
in the last couple of months, I've really helped myself establish a way to keep up. Now, this is going to do two things for me. One, it makes it easy for me to do this and keep up with my industry on a daily basis. The other thing is that when I am on the road with my girls or we're sitting at a doctor's appointment or we are, I find myself having to take care of something for them, the system is actually available to me on my phone, computer, laptop, no matter where I am. So here's what I did. I developed, as you know, I love Google Drive. I developed a Google Drive folder on my toolbar. And in that folder, I called it sharpening the saw. And I put in there the top 10 resources that I find have the latest and greatest information on social media. For instance, I included Social Media Examiner in there. So every day or when I have time to sharpen the saw, I can easily pull up the Social Media Examiner website. Now, since they're all in that toolbar, they're readily available to me. Again, phone, laptop, desktop, no matter where I am, they're easy to open. And then it also allows me in the Google toolbar to take notes easily because I have a separate document, again, on my Google toolbar called expert notes. So when someone makes a good point in a blog or a podcast that I regularly listen to, I put it in the expert notes so it's saved in one place. Remember, one of my goals is to get us off of notebooks and post-it notes and taking notes on napkins. So this is all very easy to open. The next thing that I did was I actually attended a conference. I attended Social Media Marketing World out in San Diego in March. I got my doors blown off. I was a volunteer on staff interacting with the greatest minds in social media. And as I walked around and attended some of the sessions and I've been listening to some of the sessions because I have a digital um, copy of them, I realized how behind I was. And what I did was started listening to each of the sessions and taking notes in my expert notes document. That has helped me a whole bunch. I also enrolled in some other courses to sharpen my skills. As you know, I'm a big fan of Sandler. I am working hard on redefining parts of my business within the context of another program. It's important to sharpen those skills. Now, the great part about keeping that document, that notes from experts file is that and also, I should back up and say, reading every day in my field, it also helps me to fill my editorial calendar. I not only get to share content that I think is going to be worthwhile with my connections, but it also spurs me to create content such as my own blogs and tips and things like that. Now, what's the one thing you always have to do? Always give attribution. And I'm always happy to do that. If I learn something new from anybody, I make sure no matter how well known that topic is or that tidbit is, that I give attribution. So sharpen your saw, keep a system. If you wanna copy mine, you absolutely can. Have a folder on your Google toolbar of the um, blogs and such that you want to read on a regular basis have a document where you take notes quickly on those blogs and before long you'll realize that you are right on top of what is going on in your industry okay moving on to topic number two this is a heavy one and it leads into topic number three so strap in i've realized that in life a lot of people are being held back by something 
and usually they're waiting for permission. Now, I have this really funny story of when I started teaching in college at the college level, and I was a professor at Ryder University. I remember my classes two nights a week from 7 to 9.30, and the first day I ever taught, it was about two minutes to class time starting. And I was like, wow, I guess class is going to start soon. And I realized that I was the one that was in front of the room that had to start class. It was almost as if I had to give myself permission to get started, even though I was the one and I knew I was the one that had to get things started. That's the best story that I have to amplify this problem that you may be having. If you're waiting for someone else to give you permission, if you're waiting for your own class to start in some way, get started. Give yourself permission. So many of us grew up in incredibly strict households where we literally had to ask to do anything. And for many of us, that bleeds into every area of our adult life. And the truth is, we're adults now, so this really shouldn't be an issue. Now, as I've already shared, I was stretched these last two years. And recently, I found myself having to carve out time to do what I really wanted to do. I have to have, and I have a list every day. I have to give myself permission. Now, you don't have to ask other people for that permission. It's okay for you to go and read a book. You may feel guilty. You may feel responsible to do something else, but it's really important to take care of yourself. It's also really important to give yourself permission to go for it. There are so many people here who may be waiting for a promotion, waiting for a raise, waiting to launch a business, that new program, or write that book. Give yourself permission. I had a therapist, a life coach that I used for a while, Michelle Angoran, over in the Princeton area, and she actually encouraged me to write out permission slips. I hereby give myself permission to do this. Now, on a regular basis, I do have a list of things I give myself permission to do. I also have a list of things that I give myself permission not to do, like I do not engage with crazy. I am happier. I give myself permission to be happy even if I have to walk away from situations, clients, friends, family members for long periods of time and short who may not be in alignment with what I want now in my life. I had to give myself permission, and this is a big one, to stop caring what other people think and to really start to set boundaries on my life. Now, I also made a huge effort in the beginning of 2019, as we all know, to not only start caring if people like me, but start making sure that people respect me. That's a hard one, and I continue to struggle with that. Now, don't be crazy. I don't advocate giving yourself permission to buy a new plane if you can't afford it. This is not the process of making sure that you have the materialistic things that you want just because you want them, even if your bank account says that you can't. This is the process of making sure that what's in your life is there, and if it's not, that you have your permission from only yourself, which is all that you need, to put the things in your life that you want. So if you're stuck, and you, it's not a crazy idea, give yourself permission to go for it. And give yourself permission to take care of yourself. Engage in something, exercise, guitar lessons, a spa day, 
an hour to read. That's what's on my list. Which leads us into our topic number three. Now, self-care is an interesting one. And the hashtag self-care has kind of been batted around um, in many aspects of the business world and taking care of yourself and mindfulness. But you need to take time for yourself because you are always helping others. I'm always helping others. Someone in my life always needs a ride. They need help cleaning something. They have a question. They need my credit card. They want to sit and chat. We are always giving up our own time and doing and running at top speed for others. Now, even if you are doing something trivial, what someone else may consider trivial or indulgent or a waste of time, it's your self-care time that I'm worried about. Now, many of you know that I have a BFF, Danielle. She lives in South Carolina now. We talk several times every day. She and I have discussed this very topic ad nauseum of self-care. You see, Danielle and I talk about it in the context of oxygen masks. You've all heard that, because we've all taken a flight or two, when they are in the beginning giving you your safety lesson, they always tell you to make sure that you put on your own oxygen mask before you help the person sitting next to you or anyone else around you. This is exactly what Danielle and I do not do in our personal lives. We actually give up our oxygen masks all the time until we're dead on the floor of the airplane. And suddenly people start kicking us to wake up because they need something, not even realizing that we don't have our oxygen mask on. In fact, Danielle and I often joke that we would sit in the broken seat on the airplane with the broken oxygen mask just so someone else has what they need. Now, I don't have to tell you, this is exhausting. And what happens when I don't put on my own oxygen mask, when I don't take time to play the guitar, write my blog, read on a regular basis, I actually become resentful. And I need my own space and time. Doesn't this person, whoever it is that I'm doing something for, realize that I need my own time? And the truth is they don't because I don't make sure that they know. I don't respect my own time. So for me, self-care is a lot about boundaries. And that's what I really want to emphasize to you. When you put on your oxygen mask to help uh, before you actually go and help others, even if it's take your own time reading a book, going and taking a walk around the block, just like they tell you to do on that airplane, it will make your life and helping others that much easier. You'll actually enjoy it more. Now, I have done a ton of reading in this area, and I can tell you that I have now this famous saying in my home, which I'm practicing. I can come and help you and be a total bitch while I do it, or I can happily sit here and continue to read my book and you can still get your task done without me. When I first read that suggestion on the internet a couple weeks ago, and I don't remember where I got it from, it's definitely not my work or my wording, I just about fell off of my unicorn. I can come help you, but it's not what I planned to do right now. Now, obviously it's an emergency, that's a totally different situation. But if someone is vacuuming out their car, if they are doing laundry, even if they're mowing the lawn, I have space in my life for when I want to get things done. So I can drop what I'm doing if it's truly more important in an emergency 
But if it's not, do it yourself or find someone else to help you. And then that will make when I do make time to help other people that much easier. Now, how else have I done this? Well, I just actually got some new office space, which is completely empty on the weekends. And I can make sure that I go over there and I can write and no one from my family is over there asking for my help. They know that it's my time. I have allocated very specific reading time, crossword puzzle time into every single day. I do a little bit of reading in the morning and then a lot of bit of reading at night in bed. So if I'm sitting there reading a book, I actually will tell my family, my, and they, you know, like, cause they walk in and start talking to me. My book cannot function as it is supposed to if you are talking to me. And while it sounds really funny and ridiculous, it really gets the point home. Now, the other thing that I've put in place for this self-care to really work is the idea of the Miracle Morning. It's not my idea, and we'll be talking about my Miracle Morning um, in great detail next week. So what I want you to do right now, make time in your schedule, as much time as you can, to take care of yourself and make sure that the individuals in your life know that that is what you are doing. You are taking care of yourself so that you can better take care of your household in the future. So your mindset for this week is I want you to go in and download the Deepak Chopra application uh, app to your phone. Your marketing tip is to start to batch content creation. Okay, so that's it. It has been my pleasure to share these thoughts with you today. I honor the time that you have given to me. Uh, please connect with me on social media. Don't forget that all the show notes to today's episode are on hotmess2greatsuccess.com. This is Dr. Jennifer Gardella signing off until next time.